I noticed something yesterday. It was a long time coming and I had been manifesting um, a healing or like a solution. I wanted to find a way that I could heal what I'm about to tell you. So one of my friends had <clears throat> posted something on Facebook and he had um, he had had a plant ceremony. He had gone through a plant ceremony. I'm not sure what plant. And he discovered that he um, had this underlying belief that he should suffer, that he deserved to suffer because he was not enough. Um, and so he posted about how he was he healed this belief or he uncovered this belief and I was so drawn to his post and I realized that you know of course if you're drawn to something and if you're attracted to something um, if you feel like there's something in you that's resonating with whatever it is it means it probably is inside you, okay? Because, you know, it's just vibration. And it got me thinking for days. Not that long, just like maybe two or three days. And I thought, man, how am I promoting suffering in my life? Like, how, how is that belief active in my own life? How am I making it real <laughs> literally um but thinking can only get me that far so um i just set out i set an intention to just um have it be not be cleared but um well why not but also like surface um like how am i perpetuating this in my own life so that was my intention to manifest a healing for it basically to come to my awareness so yesterday um well i feel like i should give you context right for a couple of days i have been um getting ready to do an art exhibition which is great it's in a couple of days and i'm finalizing a the pieces that I'm gonna be exhibiting um, and and they are not close to be finished to my liking um, so I kind of have to just exhibit them without putting them for sale which is fine by me because I want to finish them but the thing is that um, along with working I just felt that tingle of suffering that is so familiar in my life and it's it's very similar to you know how you go to work at least for me I used to go to work <clears throat> in um, okay 
I used to work for um, companies that worked on movies. So we worked on big movies. So they were really big teams. Deadlines that we had to respect. And sometimes the work was really rough, like hours upon hours, overtime. Um, there was little to no respect to somebody's contract. Um, you know, for example, if you made it clear that you don't want to do overtime, you're probably still going to do overtime. And it's like not in the hands of anybody and everybody's at the mercy of the deadlines and the movie companies and it was literal hell sometimes um, and the only thing that got me through were the people were the relationships and that was pretty much it um, so yeah anyways parenthesis that being said there was a culture of suffering literally we used to bond around how bad things were so you know people would get together for lunch or for like whatever um just like when we would talk it was just an atmosphere of complaining of yeah basically just complaining saying what was wrong and the thing that was being highlighted is how much of a victim we were how how much of victims we were and how powerless we felt and so we kept complaining we kept blaming but the ratio between you know venting and doing something about it versus just complaining like oh i'm miserable uh look at them look at what they're doing to us uh um was just not great okay that ratio was probably like one to ten one out of ten people would complain and actually do something about it um, and if you did something about it there wasn't much you could do about it because you know it depended on the contract like the the company that gave you the the work to do so yeah it was kind of like a weird hamster wheel where you couldn't really get off unless you like quit or something i don't know yeah um so but yeah it was this culture of suffering um and it's interesting because I had already started cultivating that in school, school, like 3D animation school and visual effects, long hours, no life, it was, and, and we were all, yeah, already in this mindset. So I'm not saying it started there, but I'm saying like it kind of, there was a seed planted at that time. And what was interesting is, yes, we complained, yes, we blamed, I complained, I blamed, blah, blah, blah. But what was interesting is that I felt glorified 
it felt like something was right you know ah oh, life is hard yeah i do all of this and you know look at me being treated this way do you feel it do you feel how i'm like talking about it like we would get off at complaining like ah oh, yeah we would get together for that i swear i'd be waving my mug if it was not hot cacao pure cacao with the some kind of mushroom maca mushroom something with an m anyways forgot about it pretty healthy um also honey but yeah it was just not great it was not a great mindset to be it was not very empowering and we were just like fucking crying about our lives and had nothing to do so so i'm just giving you like the template of how this might show up maybe um and what's interesting is that you just keep repeating the cycle like you just keep working so hard or finding yourself in <clears throat> situations jobs relationships your own personal projects your own business where you're just working your butt off so hard and you don't fucking see shit like it's like people don't see you you're working and it's like it's going down the drain keep like there's like a continuous flush of energy and you're just like why does this keep happening like why all the suffering for shit like why um and so back to preparing for my exhibition i felt that familiar feeling i felt that familiar not dread but kind of like a depletion before um no just like a depletion just like why like ugh, what's the purpose like there is no joy there is no inherent joy in what i'm doing there's nothing fueling me enough satisfying me enough to be worth it you know which is weird because i i love creating art but it just became that thing that i use now to perpetuate the belief right because the belief always needs to come up in some way shape or form so that you can heal it and clear it interestingly enough my manifestation was real became real um many instances as well so that was one thing that came to mind yesterday i'm like i feel like i'm just suffering my whole life oh and there was another thought um And it kind of perpetrated the same thing it was me looking into the future and only seeing one specific timeline and realizing how this timeline also perpetuated suffering i'm like oh you know winter it's gonna have to be this we're all gonna be at home and i'm not gonna be able to have my sunny walks or sunny park chillaxing sessions um 
I'm just gonna be at home with all the noise. And I stopped myself. I realized, oh my God, it's, it's that, it's this, it's the suffering. Like, why does my mind directly go na so naturally to this mindset, this habit of, oh my God, it's gonna be this. And so I thought to myself, well, what would I like to feel or think instead? Um, and then I shifted that to, hey, um, I don't know what I don't know. Magic is everywhere. Um, and I don't know what tomorrow reserves. And I'm excited for it. And I'm grateful for what I have and for the opportunity that every day brings. Um, that was like an active conscious effort to like shift my mind. Because here's the thing, like when we've lived our lives perpetuating a certain belief, like we consciously need to rewire a new belief and that's like a habit. Like you need to keep rewiring it so that it becomes a solid excitement for tomorrow rather than a dread of suffering, you know? But, um, so that was another thing. And then the third thing that fell under the umbrella of manifesting clarity around the belief of suffering. I hope you got your brew. I hope that if you've been watching my podcast, you always prepare a brew before. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to clarify this in another podcast. I don't know how else to say it. I, um, so in my family, we have this passed on thread of narcissism and codependency. The lack of unconditional love and acceptance for, from parent to child, from mother to daughter, father to son, and vice versa. Um, stemming from a deep disconnection from the self and deep disconnection from our own love to ourself. And so it's been passed down generations, complete disconnection. And this created a humongous pattern of narcissism and codependency. So narcissism is basically every man to himself. The person is unable to see the other because they were not seen so they live in a bubble where the um the concept of me myself versus us like the concept of having myself while being in a group with someone or while being with you does not exist so it's Instead of being, um, let's say, <sighs> take Charlie, for example, a person, okay, he's with his friends. Instead of Charlie thinking, oh, it's us, it's the gang, it's the friends, or whatever nickname they have for each other, he would be thinking, it's Charlie and friends, it's Charlie and the gang. It's me and them, you know, so there's no us. 
there's no you and I, there's no unity, there's no relationship, there's just me in the crowd, me and my friends, me and you, you know? The concept of us is really like a foreign concept. And I felt that all my life. So I contracted narcissism. <laughs> and it was very painful because at the core, the narcissist is unable to connect. And I'm not defending how they treat others because some forms of narcissism are very painful to others. And I'm, um, I was not a saint, definitely not. But the more I work on the wounds that triggered that sort of behavior, the more I realize that I, yeah, anyway, so there will be a podcast on that. But so one of the sub things about, you know, having narcissistic tendencies or just being a narcissist, let's just go for that, okay, for labeling's sake. Um, as a narcissist, I, I wouldn't, I, no, I'm not going to say it this way because it doesn't feel right. I struggled with helping others, okay? And it always stems from the family. So what was interesting is, instead of me having boundaries and those boundaries being respected, they were disrespected. And so when I was asked to help, and I would say no and I didn't want to, instead of it being understood, like, okay, well, she doesn't want to help, it's fine. I was labeled as selfish and I was made to feel like I don't belong. Okay, so for me, it just became wrong to say no to help. Now, let me go back to how I was asked to help. The thing is, if you're raising a child or if you were raised or if you know anything about child psychology or raising anything in your life, you know that positive reinforcement is the key, right? You don't raise a child by telling them what they do wrong. You raise a child by supporting them and making them feel like the world, right? And just kind of rewarding the behavior that um, I, I, I don't want to say rewarding the behavior that you want to <laughs> make them do, but because <laughs> um, there is a fine line, but just, you know, if you want to ask something of them, don't expect it of them if you're asking them and expecting them to help. I don't know how to explain that. The words today... So it's like this. I'll just give you an example. Hey, baby, um, would you help me do the dishes? I can show you how to make the dishes. And then at the end, 
um, will get an ice cream because you've done such a great job. And when they're doing the dishes, you just keep saying, yeah, good job. Okay, yeah, well, you know what? Maybe like apply more pressure here. Let me help you and just make the experience more fun, more interactive, make them feel like they're contributing, like they're doing something, like they've done something. Maybe afterwards you can go and tell your spouse like hey do you know they did the dishes in front of them and reinforce the fact that they did something you know or you can tell them to do the dishes and the way you're saying it is like can you do the dishes because i'm always doing the dishes um you should do the dishes for once you know and then they say no and you're like see they they're selfish or the way um there's this say in arabic that says they don't piss on a wounded finger and make them feel like they're the odd one out so two different ways two different results um and so this this week the whole concept of narcissism and helping others and why don't i like helping others specifically people in my family um and the thought came in so clearly tied to suffering is that i was not made to feel like helping was fun like it never came from my heart because who wants to help someone when that when help was not nurtured in them like i wasn't um help was not cultivated in me you know so help was expected of me like an obligation like a burden and on top of this because i didn't like helping because well hey man if if something's expected of you are you going to enjoy giving that thing um because i didn't like helping because of that then i was made to feel guilty so it's this whole thing entangled with helping and entangled with oh it was just this like cloud of suffering like we need to help each other in our suffering like look at your mother you need to help your mother and it i'm sorry i i know how that looks um and i know that some of the comedy or some of the comments sound like i'm complaining and i might be because there's a lot in there there's a lot of like rage in having been emotionally manipulated by people who probably didn't really know that they were emotionally manipulating you because they were emotionally manipulated but just they just thought that that was the way to raise children but it's just like icky it's gross energy it's just something that you need to be present with so that you can release it and i think this one aspect has not really clicked yet but um it's just it's gross i want to open a parenthesis whatever you feel is okay one of my friends told me this week i was telling her how i 
felt a certain way about um, starting to learn music, how I was afraid and how I was judging music to be like inherently invaluable or whatever because that's kind of how like the environment that I was born in and she told me that whatever I'm feeling that this judgment that I'm feeling is okay and that I'm allowed to feel it for however long I am to feel it and it was like a weight lifting off my shoulders if you're feeling a certain way if you have a judgment about something I know it's easy to feel guilty about it like oh my god I shouldn't be judging I'm a spiritual person like I shouldn't be complaining about this oh, oh my god my vibration and I'm dipping back into a 3D um, like yeah that's great you know sustaining your vibration and everything and it's good to catch yourself it's good that you're aware that's great but there is a part of you that has this belief there is a part of you that genuinely felt grossed out that genuinely thinks that this is pathetic behavior right and there's another part of you that's aware about this part that's judging that thinks that this is pathetic um and this is you this is um your higher self your higher self is just awareness right i mean you're just basically fucking aware of everything and that's great but don't neglect these parts don't gaslight them don't judge these parts that judge allow them to judge in like a curious way like oh look at me i'm complaining about them hmm okay well why because i'll tell you why for me i'll tell you why i find this pathetic and stupid the whole ah you got to help your father you know look at your father he's becoming old like yeah everybody becomes old i don't um, like what i'll tell you one thing i'll tell you one thing i'll dare to tell you one thing when i'm with my parents i solely and wholeheartedly believe in them if my mom drops something on the floor i'll let her pick it up you can do it you know or um let's say i don't know my dad is like doing some kind of work and hanging something and i'll just let him do it and i'll ask him and believe in him like he's my co-worker like yeah you know i'm not gonna come in and be like no dad don't do this for your back <laughs> no like uh, uh, and perpetuate the cycle per perpetuate the belief that he's getting old his back and my mother can't bend and because and so here's the thing there's a fine line like you can't deny that some people are getting old that some people might not be able to bend backwards some people are vegetarian you're not gonna make them eat meat you know so but it's just like um 
Like, why would some people perform when they're in an environment and not perform when they're in another environment? It's because some people will keep you entangled in a certain vibration or density or they will um, project on you the belief that you're incapable. And so it will take everything you have to get out of it, right? And once you get out of it, you move on or you like you don't vibe at the same frequency anymore. But um, yeah, I just feel like when they're with me, they're... Um, I just believe in them way more. Um, my siblings, on the other hand, kind of just perpetrate the whole like, no, be careful, you're getting old, you're doing this, ah, oh, don't, no. And that comes through in the family. I've had that with my grandparents where like their children were helping them and it's as though their children were contributing to their aging and their decrease of capabilities. Does that make sense? Because that's possible. That's possible. It's possible for a whole community to make you feel incapable when you're fucking capable and you're gonna believe it. <laughs> You know, so why am I saying this? Suffering. Um, it's easy to think that it's easy to think something about yourself or something about life when literally everyone around you is thinking that. When your whole family has raised you this way, when your whole core culture. <laughs> when your whole culture was the code was embedded in your culture in your lineage I like that the code was embedded in your family um, it's so easy it's easy to believe that you are meant to suffer that life is suffering and and it's okay for you to not like it to feel grossed out by it this is your inner being telling you hey brah or hey sis i don't like it very much you know that's gross behavior because in a way you're victimizing yourself and you're staying in this victimization and on top of it all you're loving it and that's what's gross about it the thing is I know that once I heal this I will have so much compassion because the people who are perpetrating perpetuating this on themselves they don't know any better it's like do you remember days where you were stuck in a mindset and you didn't know how to get the fuck out of there? And you were praying and setting your intentions and watching all those videos online and you just had no idea how to get out of it. You hated people who got out of it. You're like, ah, that just happens to you. But you did get out of it. And now you're like, oh man, I see how people who are still in it feel 
fucking lost. Like, I get that. I get it. Um, I, I get it. But, um, so I'm healing that in me, though, right? So, what I realized is, for every pattern, there's a benefit. There's a way you're still doing something. There's a way I'm still suffering. There's a reason, actually. And turns out, upon thinking a bit further about it, is that we love it. We just love it. We love suffering. I love to suffer. It's good to suffer. And because it says I'm a good person. It says I'm a good Christian. Because I'm raised as a Christian. <laughs> and I bond with people. It's connection. <laughs> I make the friends who suffer like me. So there are benefits. Um, but the grossest one of all was <laughs> that yeah, it makes me a good person. And so when you complain, you do it with such um, gusto. Gusto? Do it with such heart. God, you don't know what my boss told me today. No. Uh, four hours later, five margaritas later, you're still talking about your boss, no solution at hand, and you have made a best friend. It's powerful. It's actually powerful. Getting to the benefit of a belief or a pattern is key because then you're gonna have to face the fear of being alone. You're gonna have to face the belief that you will be alone if you let go of this. You're gonna have to face the belief that you don't belong in your family <clears throat> if you actually live a life of freedom and abundance and ease and joy. And you suddenly don't belong in this family. And that crushes you. Crushed me yesterday when I realized it. Like, oh fuck. If I soar and spread my wings and fly, I'm... Who am I? Who am I? That's a scary thought. You're just gonna be you, basically, at the end of the day. But it's like you don't relate to your family anymore. So, how does that tie into helping them? <laughs> because helping them feels like I'm not doing it from the heart because of this pattern. Because of, first of all, the, the pattern of like, having had help expected of me and I don't like to give it um, because it doesn't come from my heart and I know that when I untangle this I will give help from my heart when I want when my cup is full and number two is the whole like ah oh, your brother's overwhelmed with work look at him he needs a support and a help or look at your mother, ah, she suffers. Like, why are you suffering? 
Why are you suffering? Why don't you say no to this person? You're clearly tired, fucking exhausted, but you still compound on your shoulders. You, I, I want to say I don't get it, but I do. And it's, I'm in the middle of my healing. I haven't healed it. So I'm still very passionate about it, but it's just gross. It's gross. Boundaries is the biggest thing that I'm having to heal in my family. Um, not in my family, but like that has been passed down. Um, so the highlighted word in this podcast is suffering. Um, life is hard. No matter what you do or how, how <laughs> or how hard you try, how hard you work, whatever you do, you are doomed to suffer with no recognition or reward in sight. So that's another thing. Is that all the suffering and helping each other and complaining about it and working, busting your balls. I just thought of something from The Office that Meredith Palmer had said. We're working every day, working our balls, busting our balls. She says balls twice. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, like, you just feel unseen, unrewarded, like life is punishing you. And... You just have it out for life or God. Christianism. At least that's how it was presented for me. So all these thoughts came to me yesterday. Um, I do this thing where I sit in my bed. I sit. I don't lie down. I sit before sleeping. And I assess how the day went. I notice what I could have done better. What went right what went wrong, I give gratitude, I, um, yeah, basically just go through the day and remember, and it helps me a lot, because then I can see, like, what I can do better, what bothered me that I should change or set boundaries around, all that good stuff, um, and so when I thought about this thing about suffering and all of that, then suddenly, and that's like the, the money shot of this podcast, that's when I thought, man, I think all of my lineage has felt that somewhere along the line, this has been passed down to you, you know, whether you like it or not. Whether you've seen people that have seen people that have seen people do it and then now you're doing it. Or whether this has just been gifted to you. <laughs> it has been felt for real by someone, somewhere, maybe more than someone. And these people have truly actually suffered. And there I went, bawling, crying for minutes. And I felt like my whole lineage was crying through me. 
Through my tears, I was shedding tears of my ancestors that couldn't cry or couldn't release. I just thought that this was expected of them and they wholeheartedly believed that they had to suffer, that life was suffering, that somewhere there was a God punishing them because they were bad people and they were not enough. Um, that humanity is innately bad and you have to live a life of suffering as a self-sacrifice. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of that still. Eh. I can't believe that this was felt. can't believe that that's a belief. The funny thing is when I go through a healing like that, I don't know what's on the other side. I don't fucking know where I'm going. I I have I I know consciously the belief that life is a mirror of your inner beliefs and I can live a life of ease and joy and abundance and and you know things come to me in perfect divine timing like I know consciously that that can be true and some people are living this reality but I don't know how it feels I don't know and I don't know that this is true and this part of me needs validation by me because I've never seen that all I was shown is a life of suffering and that's it that's literally it so Sometimes when I heal these things, I just open a space, open a door to feel everything, validate everything, and just see where the fuck the void takes me. I don't know. Once you release that, I don't know what comes in. So, and this has been working really great for me because sometimes I kind of clog my healing because I want to get to the other side, like I want to feel abundant and everything, but I'm kind of gaslighting the space between the two pendulum swings, the gap where you are confused, where you don't know what life is, you don't really, like, yeah, you cried the tears, you've held yourself, you made space for the emotions and everything, and boop, and now you're like, well, okay, now what, like, I don't I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I would do, what I will do, what I do do. I just fucking hold myself. Make a cup of hot cocoa that became kind of room temperature. <laughs> I hold myself. I put some nice music, I cover myself in bed, look out the window if it's snowing or whatever and I just contemplate and I bathe in the void because I don't know what I don't know but something will clear you have cleared something, something just left your system for good, through the lineage you have been blessed to hold that within you and now you've released it. You will no longer suffer. Because in you is a whole world of intelligence. And the right beliefs will come 
because your soul knows, hey, you should be having fun. You should live a life of joy. Then suddenly one day you wake up and you're like, you know what, actually, I uh, feel like going out. I just feel like fucking watching movies until I die. Or I feel like dancing. Or I feel like I'm gonna go to my friends and just sing my heart out. Or I'm just gonna plant. Or I'm just gonna create something and I don't fucking care if the world sees it or not. I want to make this thing for myself. Or now out of nowhere you're going to help your mom because you've seen a smile on her face and it makes you feel good. Now suddenly you're living in the flow and you're prioritizing your joy and you don't feel like you have to do more or suffer because you feel like you're fucking worthy out of nowhere you're just like hey man i'm fucking entitled to this fun i'm entitled to feel good i'm entitled to that money i'm entitled to that and that and that it came out of nowhere because you shifted something so yeah it's okay if you, if if you healed something and then you just don't know where the fuck you are for a little while just hold yourself because right now you impregnated yourself with something new and you have no fucking idea if it's a boy or a girl or anything else so be patient because that's a big one if any of you relate to that please like the video subscribe to my channel because i spill the tea or the hot cocoa and yeah come let's follow our journeys together thank you so much for watching and until next time bye